Welcome to the Health Tech Invest podcast powered by Nutera Ventures, your guide to healthcare investing. Join us as we explore interviews with pioneering entrepreneurs, investors, and innovative leaders, helping you spark innovation in the world of venture capital investing. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Klutz from the Health Tech Invest podcast. I've got an exciting guest for you all today. His name is Dirk Schapler, and he is the president and senior vice president of the business creation company at NGK Sparkplugs Limited. Dirk, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Tom. Amazing, amazing. So for all the listeners out there, please tell us a little bit about yourself. You have an impressive background, and I would not do it justice. My background is in engineering, but I was always passionate about uh, the intersection of healthcare, medical devices, and technology. When you look at your home and you see that the most powerful computers, oftentimes your PlayStation, your gaming device, you wonder why isn't that something that is much more relevant for your quality of life and for your health? Why is it just these kind of devices? So I was always trying to think about how can actually technology take healthcare to the next level and uh, was fascinated by that. I've been working in the healthcare technology area for probably the last uh, 15 years now. And uh, in the current role, we also have a division, a small division that is growing rapidly and that is working on healthcare for elderly, home care, wound healing, respiratory, and women's health. So I'm quite excited to have all of these areas that we get involved in and are working on really great solutions. That's amazing. I love you sharing that story of what got you into the healthcare space personally, but you know, for all the listeners out there, I bet they're wondering why a spark plug company is in the healthcare space. Could you tell us a little bit about what motivated that? I joined our company, so it's uh, going to be called uh, Nitera uh, Ventures going forward. Right now, the official name is still NGK Spark Plugs. And as you can hear from the uh, company name, it is a spark plug company. And when you think about the changes in the automotive industry, vehicles becoming increasingly electrified or there might be hydrogen cars as well. So spark plugs basically will be less important for that business. And so the, the board decided a few years ago that they would be investing significantly uh, the, the profits into new technology, new business areas in order to make up for the revenue that is uh, most likely to shrink in the uh, spark trucks area. So I came on board having worked at, uh, at Bayer uh, before for 14 years in the chemical industry, in the healthcare industry over at, at Bayer. And for the, a large part of those 14 years, uh, 12 years out of Silicon Valley, actually. And so I joined uh, Nitera Ventures in order to develop the portfolio of topics that we should be working on. And that could generate $1 billion in new, $1 billion in new revenue by 2030. So we have a significant amount of firepower. We have a team of about 360 people now that are is based in Japan, in, in Nagoya, in Tokyo, in Berlin, in Germany, and here in San Jose. And uh, then we have a $100 million US dollar fund that is managed together with our partner Pegasus here in San Jose. Uh, that we use to invest in, in companies. And then we uh, we have a significant amount of money earmarked uh, to do M&A. So we expect that we would be doing uh, probably 70% of our uh, business growth 
through external partnerships and M&A and investments, and the rest we will do through internal projects. Now, I selected project areas that can improve the quality of life of everybody. I'm quite passionate about letting yourself drive and letting the business side drive by something that can impact a lot of people. So in my opinion, as, as long as you do something good for many, many people, the business will form. And in that respect, food, clean water, clean air, energy, and of course, healthcare is a very important area. And with a society becoming increasingly older, having a longer life, in my opinion, it's most important that this longer life is of high quality. I mean, who wants to be uh, live until 120, but lay in, in bed uh, for the last 40 years? Uh, that cannot be the goal. So therefore, given that we are a technology company, we have a lot of know-how in sensors, a lot of know-how in uh, materials and uh, expanding that know-how also into other areas uh, like data, like services and other technologies. And uh, I want to use those technologies and that know-how in order to bring certain areas of uh, the healthcare sector to the next level. Amazing. That is such a cool, cool story. And, and it makes all the sense in the world. And as we all know, healthcare is, is probably the one area where you can make the most impact as it touches everyone's life. It, it's really interesting as you were kind of giving me a little bit of your background. I know you spent quite a bit of time at Bayer and you were the CEO of a company that Bayer owned called Artificial Muscle. Tell us a little bit about that. You've been an operator. You're currently also an operator, but also in an investing world. Would love to understand that career transition and, and what were some of the key learnings from that? So that was a, a company that worked on a technology that I was working on inside of Bayer and in, back in Germany back then. A technology which is using uh, a very special kind of uh, polymers, so plastics, that uh, when you apply a, uh, electricity to it, it actually changes its shapes. So it's uh, quite fascinating. And uh, this company, Artificial Muscle, uh, which was a spin out of uh, Stanford Research International uh, out of Sunnyvale here, uh, they were working uh, on uh, something that was even a bolder vision using these kind of uh, polymers in order to create maybe a replacement of uh, ligaments. <laughs> It didn't get that far, but uh, basically they uh, we had a, initially a nice partnership. And then I motivated my boss back then in Germany <laughs> to acquire the company. And then he told me, Dirk, you wanted to have it. Now go over there and make it happen. So, Amazing. so that's how I ended up moving to the Bay Area and uh, have been here ever since and enjoy working here. I enjoy the, the kind of environment and the people that you meet yeah. on a daily basis. But first of all, when I joined this company, there was a... A huge cultural step between a, a Silicon Valley startup with a leadership team who had uh, seen it all, who had done many companies, and then the German, a little bit conservative, large company, very successful for 150 years, I think it was back then. So there were two worlds colliding, and I was kind of like the only person that Bayer sent over here in order to help integrate or not integrate, but control, so to say, the destiny of this venture. I think what I learned about it is that, you know, that it's, it's really an art to bring different cultures together in order to align them uh, towards a, a mission and uh, then get really a result out of it. And uh, that is actually something that also I need in the current role where we are 
working in, in, a, in a Japanese environment, which is uh, also quite, quite a challenging environment. But every cultural environment has its, its advantages. And if you manage to use the advantages of each culture in the business environment and combine it, instead of trying to change everything, then you, you've got a winning formula. But that's easier said than done. That's awesome. That is amazing. Your journey started in Germany, came to the Bay Area. You've been very plugged into the Bay Area startup scene and now as an investor. What advice would you give to all the entrepreneurs out there listening who are looking to raise money, looking to partner with robust entities like Natera Ventures slash NGK? Tell us a little bit about what should entrepreneurs think about? I, I think the most important is obviously uh, what, what is the really the end goal and what is the, uh, the, the vision that you want to go after, whether you are founding a company or whether you are investing into a company. And I, I remember when I started to work with my, back then it was a really small team. I, I looked into uh, Digital Health around the year 2013 and then talked to, the, to my management at Bayer back in Germany and said, hey, this is coming. Uh, there's sensors, there's data. It's, it's everywhere. This is coming. And they were basically telling me, but you're looking at it. That's not for us. You're a serious German chemical pharmaceutical company that some other people do that. But once I understood uh, where this technology could be used, and in my case, I started to use it for clinical trials. So we did submit with my team with it the very first uh, clinical trial using remote patient monitoring and sensors in the area of hemophilia together with the Children's Hospital in Oakland and Microsoft and a small startup back then here in San Jose, VitalConnect, who were providing the sensors and asked who wanted to have this trial done with for a, a development of a new uh, drug. And uh, then the, the business case that we identified was that if you do that, not only can we much faster acquire patients, because oftentimes clinical trials get delayed due to that, and we can uh, accelerate the data acquisition and can even get continuous data. And uh, that has a huge impact on how reliable the data are, how much data you can get, and at what price you can get the data. And ultimately, you can reduce the time to market of your new drug and of, of the approval. And the business case then ended up being that uh, when you have a large drug, every day that you can commercialize it earlier, uh, you can consider 500000 to $1 million of additional uh, revenue. And once I had that put in place, suddenly the, the top management back in Germany was opening their ears and, and the doors opened and I got much more resources and so on. So I, I can only invite every entrepreneur and investor to really think deeply about what is ultimately the, uh, the, what is the financial goal and where is the big win that ideally helps everybody. And in this case, it helps the patients, the, the, the pharmaceutical company, it reduces cost and, and accelerates everything. I mean, it's like a win-win. So if you can find that, then it's time to go and make it happen. That is awesome. You know, you've had such a, such an amazing career, lots of successes and a fabulous career over the last whatever it's been, but in terms of, of setbacks, and we all have them, but what is one of your call it, biggest setbacks and, and what did you actually learn from it? That's not a very specific one I would point out now, but what I had experienced actually multiple times is that when you work uh, in the healthcare space, 
you have to, and in the healthcare space, in digital health, so in basically in that at that intersection of technology and and healthcare and the medical area, you have to bring together two worlds, and that's the world of engineers and software people, and on the other hand, the medical doctors. And medical doctors is, I have a lot of respect for them. It's very hard to become one. And I'm just an engineer. I certainly have a lot of respect for that. But I did learn multiple times the hard way that once you're starting to bring technology into the medical industry, well, you're also impacting uh, people's uh, daily work. You're impacting their status eventually. Their uh, medical doctors have a little bit of a protected world to some extent sometimes where they just have the impression they have the knowledge and they want to keep it that way. So if you're coming along as an entrepreneur wanting to do something good, maybe with good intentions, you know, the lessons learned is that you might not uh, make everybody happy right away. So you've you got to really watch out for how does that impact people, their workflow, their, yeah, their status even, and how can you ideally build something that even helps them and not makes them lose uh, something significant that they value. When you started your leadership position at, at NGK, soon to be Natera, we were in the midst of the pandemic, the global pandemic. Obviously, everyone knows about how it's impacted healthcare. How has the pandemic specifically impacted some of the trends that you're seeing within your business? It took me a year to negotiate my contract. And then when I finally started two weeks before my First day, the, the big shutdown happened and I never got to. So I had already an apartment rented in Japan because I'm living there part of the year and I never got to go and see it for the first uh, 15 months. <laughs> so wow. it, was, it was quite a challenge. I think that the way that it impacted us in a positive way and also that it impacted the entire healthcare industry is uh, in multiple facets. First of all, I think that people became much, much more comfortable using telemedicine uh, and accepted as a means that works for them in order to take care of uh, certain aspects of, of healthcare. So getting that booster in place, uh, as bad as the pandemic was for many aspects of our lives, uh, that was certainly a, a blessing. Uh, and then I think the other thing that really has a big impact on us is uh, the FDA in the U.S. allowing these breakthrough approvals and uh, utilizing much, much more the fast track feature in order to really get a lot of innovation going and people that were probably going to hold back and wait for the ideal business case to justify the, the long lead times and the long, the, the not, lots of effort that they need to do in order to get something approved. I think this breakthrough approval method is a huge, huge win in that respect. Awesome. Dirk, what's your call to action to our listeners and where can they follow you and your work? I'm um, quite present on, on LinkedIn, so just reach out and connect. I'm more than happy to connect with uh, lots of people, especially entrepreneurs and investors and people who have uh, great ideas and want to probably uh, work on that together, partner, wh whatever it might be. My call to action would be in particular, if you're excited to work in the areas of uh, women's health, uh, home care, elderly care, wound healing or respiratory. Those are the areas that we are highly interested. Uh, we have some business uh, going on in those areas and intend to expand it. And we are very excited uh, 
I'm very excited and uh, to work together with my team uh, on any additional great new ideas. Yeah, connect by LinkedIn and uh, let me know if there's anything we might be able to do together. Dark, thanks for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure having you. For all of you listeners out there, I'm Tom Clues. Thanks for joining us on Health Tech Invest, where we promote great people, great entrepreneurs, and spark disruptive innovation. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Tom. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Health Tech Invest podcast, powered by Natera Ventures, your go-to source for healthcare and tech venture investing. For additional information, resources, and ways to connect with us, please visit NateraVentures.com. Together, let's spark innovation for the future of tech and healthcare investing.